Before we get into this episode, I just want to address the elephant in the room. This episode's sound quality sucks. Sadly, the only space I could book to record in is in the echoiest space in existence, and also requires masks on at all times. As per usual, if you need a transcript to understand me, which you probably will this episode, you can find it at bit.ly slash pmp underscore transcripts. PMP capital, transcripts lowercase. Thanks for bearing with me, and let's hope for a better booking next time. and welcome to episode 14 of Primox Playlist Season 3. My name is Prim, and just like last time, I'll be analyzing five underrated Korean songs and recommending them based on your taste in K-pop. Except, actually, today I'm going to be analyzing seven underrated Korean songs, because that's the number of songs on Walking After You's recently released EP, Are We Ready? When I listened to this EP, I realized that I wanted to talk about every song on here, so I figured, hey, it's my podcast, I make the rules, let's make today's theme screw it, I'm just gonna talk about the new Walking After You EP. Before we get into the playlist though, a little bit of background on this band. Walking After You is an all-female South Korean rock quartet with members being their keyboardist Sunny, their drummer Ajong, their main vocalist and guitarist Kane, and their bassist Hanyoung. Sunny and Ajong are also vocalists. Some of their most popular songs include Blind, Strike Zone, and Arirang. The last one actually got a studio live version released on a compilation album alongside a bunch of other bands, music videos for which are currently available on One Maquette. According to Wikipedia, they specialize in emo rock, indie rock, and modern rock. Y'all know me, my descriptions of these songs are gonna end up falling into the same, like, three adjectives anyway. I'm really loving their work so far, even on a cursory listen, and I can't wait to go through Are We Ready in a little bit more detail. Fortunately, we don't have to wait. Let's pull the playlist! The first song on the EP is Housekeeper, currently at 69 views, nice, on Walking After You's official YouTube channel. All these songs are uploaded on Walking After You's official YouTube channel, so I'll leave that out of the format for most of the songs. As the opener to this EP, it really has to set the right mood, and set the right mood it does. We start off with an atmospheric, high-pitched feedback noise droning in the background as soothing and soft electric guitar plays waltz-time arpeggios. Payne's vocals come into the song in kind of a half-singing, half-speaking way, which adds to the song's chill and atmospheric vibe. The song goes on like this for about the first minute and 30 seconds, but then suddenly the drums and bass come in playing a bouncy, almost funky 4-4 time rhythm, changing the trajectory of the song entirely. More overdriven guitars fade in as vocals are dampened under a telephone-like filter. Then, another vibe change is quick and steady eighth notes are played on a bass synth under a higher-toned, longer-noted melody, basically adding in some synthwave elements. It's definitely a mixed grab of the song, combining a pretty chaotic collection of genre inspirations into a chill, dark track, an omen of a variety that we'll see on the rest of the EP. Housekeeper can be thought of as a song with three different sections. Each section, for hopefully obvious reasons, reminds me of a different song. The guitar arpeggios throughout section 1 sound a lot like the intro to Nap with the Star by TXT, while the funky bass and drums that get added in section 2 are kind of like the chorus of Dolphin by Oh My Girl, and those dark synthwave vibes in section 3 remind me a bit of Bonnie and Clyde by Yuki of G.I.O. So, like, if you ever wondered what Nap with the Star of Dolphin and Bonnie and Clyde would sound like together, give Housekeeper a listen. How about song number 2? With about 100 views, next up we've got Jekyll and Hyde. 
After a couple seconds of static, we launch straight into descending overdriven guitar chords, steady bass kicks, and cymbals on every upbeat, broken up with siren noises and the occasional telephonified voice line. This telephone effect, foreshadowed in Housekeeper, is applied to the vocals throughout this entire song, adding a lot of grip to go alongside the overdriven guitars and intense drums. The vocals themselves are spoken, low and timbre, and use a lot of repeated words and steady rhythms, almost acting as another instrument rather than the focus of the song. Though that's not to say they don't really shine through when they're supposed to, aka during the actually sung parts. The vibe then completely changes for the second verse, switching to a much slower waltz time, minimal drums, and almost feedback-like high synth melodies over vocals so distorted they're pretty much unrecognizable, before launching into more overdriven guitars and more thickly composed drums, still in that waltz time rhythm. After a brief interlude of almost randomly playing electric guitar, heavy feedback, and no drums, the song fades back into the style from earlier, but with a synth orchestra pad solo added on top. All in all, it's a seriously intense rock song with a distorted, almost glitchy side to it. Honestly, it was seriously tricky to come up with a good match for Jekyll and Hyde. Just from a pure vibe standpoint, I definitely recommend it to things like Poison by Pink Fantasy, though its intro and verses definitely fit the noisy, feedbacky production style of Jekyll and Hyde better than its choruses do. There's also a teeny tiny part of me that wants to connect Jekyll and Hyde to Kick It by NCT127, though mostly that's just because its intro features a feedback sound and a looping overdriven guitar melody. So like, if you're really into Poison and a little into Kick It, definitely check out Jekyll and Hyde. Song 3, please. Song number 3 on the EP is Bite Mark, with 85 views. This one starts out with muted rhythm guitars, snapping percussion, and a prominent bass line alongside singing in a low timbre. Basically, everything is kept low. The song then blossoms out to higher tones as vocals shift to a harsher timbre and the electric guitar gets a lot less muffled. Oddly soothing synth arpeggios are layered on top alongside some glitchy high tones during the chorus, though everything drops down from post-chorus and second verse. Notably, unlike Jekyll and Hyde, vocals are very much the star of the show. No more telephone distortion, these vocals are clear and bright, and the constant changes in timbre really show off Hayden's vocal chops and keep the listener on her toes. What really stood out to me about the song, though, is how it combines rock, electronica, and neutral adjacent vibes. The bulk of the instrumental is played on traditionally rock instruments, but the composition almost has a dark disco feel to it, and those simps really add a glitchy angle that I find seriously cool. The combination of rock, synths, and retroish composition by Mark reminds me quite a bit of Black or White by Dreamcatcher. Though definitely executed differently, Black or White feels more like neutral with rock elements, while Bite Mark feels more like neutral inspired rock, if that makes sense, and Dreamcatcher synths add orchestral strings rather than glitchy high tones. The concepts still have some similarities. So if you, like me, are obsessed with Black or White, you'll definitely dig Bite Mark. How about song number four? Alright, this is Ariel at 120 views. Completely changing vibes from the past few songs on this EP, we start off with a soothing, watery melody looping over ambient synths and super dampened percussion. Softly mixed overdriven electric guitars come in under a steadily intensifying drumline and clear but breathy vocals. The whole song then quickly picks up in intensity with higher notes in the vocal melody, more cymbals and subdivisions in the drums, and slightly louder guitars, before actually dropping a bit in energy for the chorus to focus the instrumental more on the water melody. A similar pattern happens through the second chorus, then we get to the bridge. 
which combines that watery melody with soft vocals and steadily approaching electric guitars before exploding into a guitar-focused instrumental section, which serves as the climax of the song. We then quiet down with an underwater-sounding outro full of ambient synths and echoey voices. Sadly, I can't find an English translation of the lyrics, but assuming the song title Ariel was chosen after Disney's The Little Mermaid, the underwater vibes of the song make total sense. Okay, so this isn't a super close match by any means, but Ariel kind of reminds me of Holla Holla by ATs. Both these songs have a similar structure at the start, starting out with a super watery first verse, followed by an intense buildup in the pre-chorus and an anti-drop chorus. Of course, this kind of falls apart in the second verse, and Ariel is lower intensity on average compared to Holla Holla, but like, just trust me, it works. If you like Holla Holla by ATs, but are looking for some softer rock, then Ariel is a great choice for you. Oh, and one last thing, that watery melody loop throughout Ariel weirdly reminds me of the Discord ringtone. That's probably actually a closer connection than Holla Holla. Eh, whatevsies. What's your song 5? Our fifth song today is Ibam Uli Acoustic Version, official English title Tonight We Acoustic Version, garnering 80 views. Yes, the acoustic version is placed earlier on the album than the original version. Definitely an unusual choice. As expected from the acoustic version of any song, the basis of this song's instrumental is an acoustic guitar, here playing chords with a lively waltz time rhythm. The intro pairs this acoustic guitar with what I think might be a synth harmonica? Whatever it is, it's definitely the weak point of this song and can be more than a little grating. Thankfully, that synth harmonica never comes back. Once the first verse comes in, that synth harmonica falls away as synth strings rise up under the guitar chords, filling out the instrumental a bit more. Drums come in at the chorus, adding a burst of energy alongside the synth strings, which fluctuate in intensity throughout the song, generally rising through the choruses and falling through the verses. We then transition into a climactic bridge, and immediately afterwards, a slower rendition of the chorus backed only by a guitar. We pause for a couple seconds, essentially acting as a fake ending, before launching into a much more filled out final chorus before an actual guitar and voice only outro. Ivan Lully acoustic version reminds me a lot of Winter Bear by V from BTS. Both songs are acoustic guitar heavy waltz time ballads, which feature notably deep voices and use orchestral strings to add more dimension to the instrumental. However, they definitely aren't a perfect match, as Winter Bear features a flute like melody, is much more bass heavy, and has a less energetic vibe than Ivan Lully acoustic version. In a way, Ivan Lully acoustic version almost feels like it could be a nightcore version of Winter Bear, for lack of a better term. Generally speaking, upbeat and energetic songs get the nightcore treatment more often than ballads, so if you've ever wondered what a nightcore ballad would sound like, the Bumblebee acoustic version might just satisfy your curiosity. Alright, what's next? Coming in at about 100 views, next on the EP is Reflection. There's actually not that much I can talk about with the song production-wise. The entire instrumental is strummed on a soothing, non-overdriven electric guitar, little hiccups and squeaks included for texture. This electric guitar bounces between your left and right ear, low notes to the left and high notes to the right, though more softly strummed melodies come in the center sometimes for more variety. On top of this super minimalist instrumental is a soothing vocal line sung in a low, clear vocal timbre, with occasional gruffy backing vocals coming in towards the end. That's like, basically the gist of the entire song. Again, it's a super minimalist track, a bit of a break from the higher energy songs of the rest of the EP. When it comes to female-fronted soothing songs featuring a minimalist, non-overdriven electric guitar in the instrumental, the mind can't help but jump to Hope Not by Blackpink. Reflection is definitely the Hope Not of this EP. 
Not only are they similar musically, but they fill similar roles on their respective albums, adding a calming track to the mix to balance out all the more energetic hype songs in there. So if you always look forward to Hope Now while listening through Blackpink's Kill This Love EP, look forward to Reflection too. Let's hear song 7. Last but not least is Eva Lulu, official English title to Nightly, currently garnering 130 views. We heard the acoustic version of the song earlier, but now we close out the EP with its original version, for lack of a better term. Electric version, I guess? Electric definitely is an apt descriptor, as we start off with an overdriven guitar chord progression fading in, fairly minimal drums, and strong singing coming in once it reaches full volume. The instrumental doesn't actually change much from there, though more layers of electric guitars come in during the chorus alongside choir-like backing vocals. Out of all the songs on this EP, it definitely makes sense that this is the final one. It's chill enough that it doesn't feel out of place next to Reflection, especially with that faded start, but it also is powerful enough to leave a strong, lasting impression on the listener. The best way I can describe it is this. If this song was performed live, everyone would get out their lighters or phone flashlights and wave them to the beat. The lighter ready rock ballad vibes of Eva Uli remind me a bit of I Like You by Day6. It's far from the perfect match. Honestly, I Like You almost has R&B inspirations to it that definitely aren't present in Eva Uli. But I could see people waving lighters to either of these songs. So if you're looking for a Day6-esque rock ballad to get the crowd swaying, Eva Uli is perfect for you. Last but not least, let's hear our sore thumb song. Our sore thumb song today is Still Love You by H featuring Sarah, that's H exclamation point featuring S-E-R exclamation point N, currently at 1250 views on Music and New. A far cry from anything on Are We Ready, this is a fairly standard R&B track with some slight ballad inspirations. The instrumental is heavily focused on a high-toned melodic piano, which would peg this song as a ballad if not for the staple R&B snaps present from the very start, which are supplanted by lo-fi percussion later on for a softer feel. Adding to the R&B feel is the rhythmic bassline and occasional soft electric guitar chords, plus the general bouncy rhythm of the song. Of course, we can't ignore the vocals, which are sung in a soft, breathy timbre, which honestly wouldn't be out of character for R&B or ballads. This becomes especially apparent during the second verse, which momentarily cuts to just vocals and piano, emphasizing the ballad elements. In a way, it almost feels like an R&B remix of a ballad, but not quite, as R&B elements also make their way into the composition itself, particularly in the slightly swung rhythm. All in all, it's a nice, soothing track, pretty standard R&B with a bit of a dramatic tilt. I don't have a particular song comparison for this one, but Still Love You totally sounds like it could be a G-Friend B-side, especially in their post-Navulera but pre-Mago era. Something about using the melodic piano as a bass, plus the way the vocal melody is composed, it really gives off G-Friend vibes, you know? Maybe Circa, like, or Time for the Moonlight era? So if you're a buddy looking for some R&B, definitely give Still Love You a listen. There's just one more thing to take care of before we end today's show. You know it, you'll love it. It's time to spin the Wheel of Segments. And this week's segment is... Doppelbangers. I compare music a lot on this show, but what happens when songs are a little too similar? In this segment, I'll be investigating a song that's been accused of plagiarism, not to judge whether or not it's been plagiarized, but to see if fans of one song can still appreciate the other, all qualms put aside. Today, let's investigate Adios by Everglow, which has been accused of plagiarizing two different songs, I'm an Albatross by Aaron Chupa and Dustin by Trooper. 
Notably, neither of these songs are originally K-pop. The former is Melbourne Bounce from Sweden, and the latter is Romanian Rock. The Venn diagram of these three songs' audiences is like three circles in completely separate rooms, so I'm excited to see how these songs connect and what value fans of each one may find in the other. Before we get started, a disclaimer. I am not stating that any song mentioned did or did not plagiarize another, just that the accusations exist, and I do not intend to accuse or acquit anyone myself. I am simply here to review music and vibe. Please don't sue me. Let's start by comparing Adios and I'm an Albatross. The intros of these two songs are very different, with Adios starting with that iconic whistling loop and I'm an Albatross going for a playful piano instead. While both songs switch to a more bass and percussion-heavy instrumental from the first verse, I'm an Albatross does so with quick snaps and bouncy bass kicks, fitting of this genre name, while Adios opts for sustained bass notes and halftime snares. Skipping over Adios' pre-chorus because I'm an Albatross doesn't have one, I think the choruses are where people are hearing the most similarity. Adios definitely takes some Melbourne Bounce inspirations in its chorus, especially in its bass line, which switches over to those same bouncy bass kicks. That being said, the choruses are still very different. While Adios uses bright horns and echoing percussion to add intensity, I'm an Albatross actually stays pretty minimalist, almost functioning as an anti-drop, though not quite. So in terms of recommendations, I think I'm an Albatross fans would enjoy Adios when slash if they're looking for something more energetic and with more variety in its instrumental, while Adios fans looking for anti-drops and more of that straight Melbourne bounce vibe would love I'm an Albatross. Now for a weirder comparison, Adios and Destin. These genres are much farther apart with this one, with Destin being a straight-up rock song. Weirdly though, I actually hear the similarities a lot more between these two songs than I do between Adios and I'm an Albatross. That melody right of the star of Destin, which is reused in its choruses, is so seriously reminiscent of Adios that I wonder if perhaps they're interpolating the same melody from a common source, or even if Adios directly interpreted it from Destin. Especially the fact that this melody is played on an electric guitar lead first, then la 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 vocals join alongside it, it really reminds me of the na 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 part of the final chorus of Adios. Of course, this is really the only point of similarity. The rest of Destin doesn't share much melodic similarities Adios, and is sung through rather than featuring any spoken or rap segments. And, of course, the genre is completely different. But like, honestly, Everglow fans looking to get into rock music would get a kick out of Destin, and Trooper fans who want to get into K-pop or EDM could definitely use Adios as a familiar but unique starting point. And with that, we end episode 14 of Primo's Playlist Season 3. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the original songs at bit.ly slash pmp underscore s3e14. All letters capital, all numbers numerals. If you want to say hello, you can find me on Instagram at primms underscore playlist, Twitter at playlistprim, or the official Primus Playlist YouTube channel. Links to everything can be found at linktree slash primsplaylist. That's linktr.ee slash p-r-i-m-m-s-p-l-a-y-l-i-s-t. Primus Playlist is a proud member of Brain Rock Presents. For more information, visit brainrockpresents.wixsite.com slash landing. If you'd like to support our podcast, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash underscore PRSNTS. Only $2 a month for Discord access and longer episodes, $5 a month for in-episode shoutouts and early episodes, plus bonuses for all our other podcasts. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, visit fundraiser.com slash presents. That's F-U-N-D-R-A-Z-R dot com slash underscore PRSNTS. 
Shout out to our $5 plus tier Patreon supporters, Adrian Frisbee, Saffron, Emery Silvers, Jupiter McIntyre, Prozac Haven, Dylan Bochamp, Connor Fox, Janaloni, Crow, Juno, Ollie Skiance, Mordecai Sennett, Aaron Zabo, Jace Pastris, Theo Hendry, and Morgan Patterson. You make this podcast possible. Thanks for jamming with me today.